You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, we got the counter going, 15 minutes. Let's talk about something that we get questions on every day. And we also talk about it in lessons with our students. We get questions, emails, questions, DMs, all that, talking about how to practice. And it's an important part of improving. And really nobody, the vast majority of people have no real idea of what they're supposed to be doing when they practice. That The average golfer's idea of practice is just to go out to the range and beat a large bucket of balls at no target. It's, we call that time served. Yeah, it's just machine gunning balls, I call it. I, wa- I go out yep. to the range and watch my juniors like, what are you guys doing? They don't have any alignment sticks down. They're just kind of randomly hitting balls to no target. And, and that's what they're going to get on the golf course. They're just not working on anything. You got to go work on something, right? And just hitting balls is just exercise. It's not doing anything else for you. Uh, I try to have golfers think about this when, when you go to the range next time. And if you're, you know, if there's more than a few people out there, look around, if you're doing the same thing that everyone else is doing, which is typically got your bucket of balls in front of you, no alignment sticks, no nothing. You're just standing there hitting balls. You are not practicing, right? If you're doing what everybody else is doing, you're not practicing, right? Because most people aren't getting better. So we don't want to do what most people do. We want to be the exception. And you, you touched on it with the alignment sticks, but if you're practicing, if you're doing anything other than warming up for a round, we're talking about practice, not warm up, Allen Iverson, practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to have feedback or you're not going to know if what you're doing is correct. You do not want to rely on, if you're making a change, you're working on improving your mechanics, you do not want to rely on trying to hit good shots because if you hit enough balls and you're a decent enough athlete, you're going to start making the ball do good things, but you're not really learning that one-off skill that you have. That's why golfers don't really transfer what they do from the range most of the time out to the first tee or the front nine or certainly the back nine because you haven't really practiced the skills that you're trying to change. You've just gone out there and gotten a rhythm and managed to hit some decent balls and you think, okay, I've got it figured out. But you don't really know what you're trying to change or what you're trying to improve is actually happening without feedback. So we don't want to rely on the ball flight. We want to use our camera or we want to use mouse traps. We want to use something that gives us that immediate feedback so then we can say, okay, that swing, that feel produced the good movement or that feel produced the bad movement. Now I need to adjust that feel. That's how you improve. Yeah, and, and Mike hit on a good point, you know. Well, you know, the ball, you look at the ball flight, but, I, you know, I got guys every day that make terrible swings in my hitting bay and pull off a few good shots. 
But that that's the whole thing. It's it's not about the the two or three good shots you hit. How bad are your bad shots? I mean, if you can, yeah, anybody can get up there and hit a few good shots on the range. But man, if you're hitting these big foul balls, that's why you need the correct practice, working on something in your swing, like swing plane or alignment or your grip or your posture, something technical that's going to allow you to not only hit more good shots but rein in those bad shots. So. Um, the, the practice time that comes in, obviously we want you to go take a lesson, whether it's with us or somebody else. Um, that's fine. Go take a lesson, figure out what you need in your swing to hit the face in the middle of the face more often with better face to path relationships. You can hit the ball straighter at the target. And once you get that lesson, you need a few things to work on when you go to the range and then you're not just beating balls. And, and again, at a bare minimum, at least put alignment sticks down when you practice, I mean, Mike and I have been on the road uh, at tour events with players. And the, the funniest part is, I say this all the time at the golf academy to, to the to players that I teach uh, that are there every day. If I'm on the range at a tour event, I got, I see there's so many alignment sticks there. It's unbelievable. There's ropes stretched out on the ground, uh, ground alignment sticks for um, where their, where their feet are, where their ball position is. But I go to the range at, at the golf academy where, where I have my golf school and there's no alignment sticks on the ground. So at a bare minimum, when you practice, at least be working on ball position and alignment. No, you're exactly right. It's Sorry like about a, that. Went on a go, rant there. <laughs> well, if you go on like to a Monday at a tour event and you're there with your guys, you know, it's like a, a golf clinic almost. You've got ropes down. You've got balls down. You've got water bottles, umbrellas, cameras, alignment mans. sticks, cameras, yeah. track man. I mean, these guys, that's their day typically. Monday, Tuesday is their day to kind of recalibrate what they're doing for that week because when you're traveling every week and you're in a different hotel, different golf course, I mean, those things get off track and the best players in the world constantly are trying to recalibrate themselves. And, you know, most golfers do not take golf lessons. We know that. Only if everybody that plays golf, only a small percentage actually go in and take a golf lesson. So golfers who want to improve, who don't take lessons, are trying to do the hardest thing in sports. It's it's so difficult to work on your own golf swing. One, because it's hard to override your feels for what you're doing. You don't have a subjective path to tell if those feels are valid or not. You just, you, I'm going to feel this, and then I'm going to see what the ball did. You really don't know the connection between those two. And feels change every day. That's why the guys on tour are constantly trying to calibrate their feels and anchor their feels in reality. So you need to have a real basis for your feels because the feels will change and you want to constantly be working to change your feels to match the reality. You know, the old saying feel isn't real is true in a large extent, but that's not the way it should always be. The feels should always be working towards the real. So if, if you're just working on your own game and you're not, you don't have any feedback or you don't have, you know, at the very least, like you said, alignment sticks or rope or water bottles or umbrellas or whatever it may be, you know, like a live view camera system where you can just get that instant feedback, then you're just guessing on your feels and your feels change every day. And I'm, I'm speaking from experience because that's how I was playing the game uh, years ago as I was trying to be a field player only and my technique got to be so poor because I was a, you know, quote unquote field player that when the feel got off, I was toast. I had nothing concrete to rely on 
other than go searching for a new feel. And when you start doing that during the course of a round in competition, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Yeah. And you know, I, I just got to thinking about, you know, why we created, um, the AMG swing system. Right. And because most people have, they really don't know even what they're supposed to be doing. They're, right. they're, they're trying a random t- and I'm saying this from experience. Yes. Uh, they're, they're trying a random golf tip every single time they go to the range that their buddy told them who's hitting balls next to them was actually worse than they are. Um, so, and there, and there's just no plan, right? So if you're trying to work on your swing with no plan and no picture in mind of what this thing's supposed to look like at the end, you're just kind of flailing away with a new golf tip every day. That, that, that's no way to go about it. And that's why the average golfer doesn't get better. There's no plan in place. So we created a swing system. So you'd have a step-by-step process to know, okay, is my setup on track? How's that looking? Is my grip on track? Okay. How's, how's checkpoint two when I start taking the club away? Is that within the window that that of allowance right and then as they go back to the top of the swing how's the rest of the checkpoints and how do those affect the rest of the downswing and then now you've got a plan in place using feedback like a live view or your phone of how when you go to the range you've got something to work on to keep you accountable to keep your swing within the rails and then like i, I say this every day if you've got a decent swing plane a decent pivot and a square club face the ball goes pretty straight and it pretty much comes down to that but if you don't know what those things are or what they look like, like I said, those random tips, you're not going to get any better in the end. No, I've never seen a good swing. And, you know, good swing's relative to everybody. If you're a 90 shooter, a good swing will get you into the 80s, or a good swing will take a 70 shooter, get you into the 60s. So it's all relevant. But I've never seen a good swing based on stacking swing tips from multiple sources. Like, we would love for you to get into the swing system because we think it's really good and it's, it's helping so many golfers, but you don't, you don't have to use our swing system to improve. There's a lot of, you know, golf has been taught for a long, long time. And up until now, there's been a major one every time they've played one. So golfers are getting good. You need to have a system though. You need to have, and that's not a method. We're talking about a system for improvement where you need to know what you're building towards and how to get there. It's no more complicated than that. If you're just stacking, okay, I've got this tip. I saw this tip on YouTube for my backswing, but I really like this other tip for my downswing. And then this is a really good setup tip. And these are all coming from different sources with different, you know, coming out of three different systems, maybe with three different outcomes. You're not going to have fun blending all those together. You're not going to get the outcome that you're looking for. No, and, and I think the great thing about a system, too, is you, when it gets off track, you have somewhere to go to fix it. You know, let's say you, you get the swing yes. kind of where you want it. It's it's like having a having a car that you can work on yourself. If it if it's, has a knock and, and you and you know where that is, you know how to which wrench to pull to go fix it. If you've got a, a system that your swing kind of falls inside of, when it gets off track, you know you know what to do to get it back on track instead of just guessing and guessing and guessing. Cause that's no fun. Cause we've all done it. So circling back around here to practice, you know, once you video your swing or use a live view and see where it gets off track, then you can spend some time and, and, uh, working on some slow motion drills and, and, um, just chipping balls out there with full swings and kind of feeling the different motion to put it back where it needs to be. And, uh, once you spend the time on that, you'll start reaping the benefits. Absolutely. And you know, it, you touched on the important part. Everybody's swing will get off. 
it, oh, yeah. it's going to, your swing's going to, you're going to wake up one morning and it's going to feel terrible and you're not going to have, you know, Tiger always talked about not having his A game. Well, that's a big swing for him. He was still able to win, but for most normal human beings, not having your A game means you're going to be miserable that day shooting 10 shots higher, 12 shots higher than you can. Because you just you, the swings are going to get off. We're human beings. We we have variations from day to day, month to month, year to year, and it's going to get off. And it's so important to have that foundation, that baseline that you're constantly referring to, because that's that's going to gradually have that graph moving upwards rather than you know that roller coaster spike up and down. And it's super important to understand. Now, briefly touch on chunking because I think that's one of the key. Mm important aspects of practicing to get better. And we got, I'm throwing this at you with about two and a half minutes left to go, but talk about what chunking is and why it's so important. Yeah. And, and we put this whole lo- motor learning guide in, in the swing system because we thought that was so important. Uh, it's, it's a document kind of walks y'all through this, but the chunking part of the, the swing system is um, trying to take the whole motion and break it down into smaller bite-sized pieces so that you can uh, practice it easier because, you know, at full speed, it takes one second to make a golf swing. There's a lot going on in that one second. And, and to try to think your way through all of that at once is nearly impossible. So the chunking part is, let's say you've got the setup kind of figured out. Well, a, a good chunk would be learning to go from the setup to the takeaway without, let's say, sucking the club way inside or, or, or swinging the club way under the swing plane. So once you can get just that motion from the setup to the takeaway or shaft parallel, then you chunk the next piece in. Then you chunk from uh, shaft parallel on the takeaway to left arm parallel on the back. So kind of halfway back. And once you can do that, you move to the top. Now, at the same time, you're also working on blending those things together. So it's kind of chunking and using slow motion at the same time, like you learned anything else. Um, like I play piano and that's how I learn a song, right? You, I chunk the song up into pieces, sections, and I do them slow. And then once I can do section one, I go on to section two. And then I learn to blend those two together. It's the same exact thing with a golf swing. So just trying to go out there and rip golf balls at full speed, trying to think because you think, you know what you need to do. That doesn't work. The brain works by chunking and using slow motion and then blending those things together to create a new motor pattern. And it takes time. It takes the best players in the world, you know, six months to a year, maybe longer to make a a major swings change. So the brain learns the way it learns, right? It's not instant, but once you go through this process of of changing the motor pattern, you're going to own it. It's not just something that's going to be there one day and gone the next. No, you're so right. And I'm, I'm fortunate. I get to work with, uh, we're both do. We get to work with some really cool uh, clients. And one of them is a, just a world famous musician, recording artist. And he's, and he's been at the top of his game for a number of years. And I was really curious because I'm not a musician like Sean is. I was really curious how he learned how to play his instrument and what he did and he described exactly what you just described. He's like, I have to be, and he's still, he's in his sixties now and he still practices three to four hours every single day. Say a guy that accomplished, you would think could, could kind of, you know, let it slide a little bit, but no, he says, I still practice three to four hours every single day because I have to own the technique so I can create music. And the golf swing is no different. You own the technique so you can create shots. Wow, what a great statement. 
And that's when you really start playing the game rather than playing golf swing, which is what I think we're all hoping to get to. Absolutely. No, that's great. I, I didn't thought about it like that. Well, once you own the swing, then you can go out and play golf. Yeah. And it may be just that part of a swing. Like we don't have to own the entire thing. We can own what's giving us trouble. And the yeah. takeaway for most golfers, you own that takeaway. Then when you get on the golf course, you can start to create shots and, and actually play. That's when you're going to score your best is when you're playing. Well, we went about 10 seconds over. Oh. Well, that's the first uh, time we've ever gone over, I think. Uh, it's an important topic, though. Yeah, and we could go on and on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. It's a very important topic. We'll do more We're going to revisit practice. this. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll revisit this a number of times, but it, it's important because if you're going to take the time to learn the mechanics, you got to take the time to understand how to make those things show up in your golf swing, not only in practice, but out there in the course. So, John, I think we covered it for today. Uh, anything else we need to talk about? If you've got a buddy that you just see out there just beating balls on the range, machine gun style, um, share this with him. He, he probably he probably needs it. Unless the Two uh, balls in the air at one yeah, time. Yeah, he gets two balls in the air at one time, and he's got the, the next one teed up. Uh, if, if, if you know someone like that, share this with them, please. And uh, if you haven't already, please go ahead and give us a review over on uh, iTunes. Uh, that helps us out a lot, and we're trying to help as many golfers as we can, and, and you can help us do that. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.